welcome back. We're back. We are back for the uh, finale. final finale, Act Four of the really Cursed Child. Final finale. This uh, is a parody. Oh yeah. If you didn't, couldn't tell it's already. A parody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, on with the show. All right. The parody show. The parody show. The parody show. Act Four, Scene One. Ministry of Magic, Grand Meeting Room. Wizards and witches from all over cram into the Grand Meeting Room. Hermione walks onto a hastily made stage. She raises her hand for silence. Silence falls. She's surprised at the lack of effort it took. She looks around herself. Thank you. I'm so pleased so many of you were able to make my <clears throat> second extraordinary general meeting. I've got some things to say. I ask that we deal with questions, uh, and there will be a lot of questions after I speak. As many of you know, a body has been found at Hogwarts. His name was Craig Boker. He was a good boy. That's irrelevant and erroneous information. He was a good boy. We have no firm information who was responsible for the act, but yesterday we searched St. Oswald's. A room there revealed two things. One, a prophecy that promised the return of darkness. Two, written on the ceiling, a proclamation that the Dark Lord had a... That Voldemort had a child. The news reverberates around the room. We don't know the full details. We're only just investigating, uh, questioning those with the Death Eater connection. And as yet, no record has been found either of the child or of the prophecy. But it does look like there's some truth to it. This child was kept hidden from the wizarding world, and now she's... Well, now she's... She? A daughter? He had a daughter? Yes. A daughter. And she is now in custody? Pro Professor, she did ask for no questions. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. That was definitely your line. <laughs> it's fine, Harry. Uh, no, Professor, uh, that's where this gets worse. I'm afraid we've no means of taking her into custody, or indeed stopping her doing anything. She's out of our reach. We can't look for her? We have good reason to believe she's hidden herself in time. <laughs> of all the reckless, stupid things, you kept the time turner even now? Professor, I assure you... Shame on you, Hermione Granger! <laughs> Hermione flinches in the face of the anger. No, she doesn't deserve that. You have a right to be angry. You, we all do. But this is not Hermione's fault. We don't know how the witch got a hold of the time turner. <laughs> what? She's a witch. <laughs> whether my son gave it to her. Whether our son gave it to her, or whether it was stolen from him. Ginny joins Harry on stage. Your solidarity is admirable, but it doesn't make your negligence negligible. <laughs> then it's a negligence I too should face. Draco walks up to the stage and stands beside Ginny. This is almost a Spartacus moment. There are gasps. <laughs> Hermione and Harry have done nothing wrong but try and protect us all. If they are guilty, then I am too. Hermione looks across at her cohort, moved. Ron joins them on the stage. Just to say, I didn't know much about... It, so I can't take responsibility, and I'm pretty sure my kids had nothing to do with it. <laughs> but if this lot are standing up here, then so am I. No one can know where they are, whether they're together or apart. I trust that our sons will be doing all they can to stop her, but... We haven't given up. 
We've gone to the giants, the trolls, everyone we can find. The auras are out flying, searching, talking to those who know secrets, following those who won't reveal their secrets. But there is one truth we can't escape. That somewhere in our past, a witch is trying to rewrite everything we ever knew. And all we can do is wait. Wait for the moment she either succeeds or fails. And if she succeeds... Then, just like that, most of the people in this room will be gone. We'll no longer exist, and Voldemort will rule again. Act 4, Scene 2. Scottish Highlands. Abbey Moor train station, 1981. Alvis and Scorpius are looking at a station master apprehensively. One of us should talk to him, don't you think? Uh, hello, Mr. Station Master, uh, Mr. Muggle. A question. Uh, did you see a flying witch passing through here? And by the way, what year is it? Uh, we just ran away from Hogwarts because we were frightened of uh, upsetting things. Uh, but this is okay? You know what annoys me most of all? Daddy will think that we did it deliberately. Albus, really? I mean, really, really? We're, we're trapped, lost. We're lost in time, probably uh, permanently. And you're worrying what your dad might think about it? I will never understand you two. There's a lot to understand. Daddy's pretty complicated. <laughs> and you're not? Not to question your taste in women. <laughs> <laughs> but you fancied, well, me. <laughs> they both know who he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I did, didn't I? I mean, what she did to Craig. Let's not think about that. Let's focus on the fact that we have no wands, no brooms, no means of returning to our time. All we have is our wits and... No, that's all. Our wits. We have to stop her. You can. The old recce train is running late, boys. Dead. Sorry? <laughs> uh, if you're waiting on the old recce train, you'll need to can running... <laughs> train works on the line. Its own demented time board. He looks at them. They look back, bewildered. He frowns and hands them an amended timetable. He points to the right bit of it. Late. <laughs> Albus takes it and examines it. His face changes as he takes in enormous information. Scorpius just stares at the station master. I know where she is. You understood that? No. Look. <laughs> Look at the day on the timetable. Scorpius leads in and reads. The 30th October, 1981. Day before Hallow's Eve, 39 years ago. But why is she... Oh. Scorpius's face falls as he realizes. The death of my grandparents. <laughs> the attack on my dad as a baby. The moment when Voldemort's curse rebounded on himself. She's not trying to bring about her prophecy. She's trying to prevent the big one. The big one? The one with the... Sorry. <laughs> the one with the power to vanquish the Dark Lord approaches. Scorpius joins in. Born to those who have died to fight him. Born as the seventh month dies. Scorpius' face falls with every word. It's my fault. I told her that prophecies can be broken. I told her the whole logic of prophecies is questionable. Me, in 24 a young boy. hours time. Voldemort curses himself, trying to kill the baby Harry Potter, my daddy. 
Delphi is trying to prevent that curse. She's gonna kill Harry, my daddy, herself. We need to get to Godric's Hollow now. Act four, scene three, Godric's Hollow, 1981. Albus and Scorpius walk through the center of Godric's Hollow. It's a bustling, beautiful little village. Well, there's no visible signs of attack anywhere I can see. This is Godric's Hollow? It's a good thing we caught that late train. Yeah, your dad's never taking you here? No, he's tried a few times, but I refuse. Well, there's no time for a tour. We had a murderous witch to save the world from. But regard, the church, St. Jerome. As he indicates, a church becomes visible. It's magnificent. Yes, and its graveyard is supposedly magnificently haunted. He points in another direction. And that's where the statue of Harry and his parents will be. My daddy at the statue? Oh, not yet, but he will, hopefully. And this, this is the house where Bathilda Bagshot lived. Lives. The Bathilda Bagshot? A history of magic, Bathilda Bagshot? The very same. Oh my, that's her. Wow, squeak! My geekiness is a quivering. Oh, Scorpius. <laughs> and here it is. The home of James, Lily, and Harry Potter. A young, attractive couple leave the house with a baby in a pushchair. Albus Aww. moves towards him. Scorpius pulls him back. They can't see you, Albus. It might damage time, and we're, we're not doing that. Not this time. But this means she hasn't... We've made it. She hasn't. So what do we do now? Get ready to fight her? Because she's pretty... She's pretty fierce. <laughs> yes. We haven't really thought this one through, have we? No. <laughs> what do we do now? I don't know. How do we protect my daddy? Oh, who knows? <laughs> Act 4, Scene 4, Ministry of Magic, Harry's Office. Harry is hurriedly going through paperwork. Good evening, Harry! <laughs> <laughs> Harry looks up at the portrait of Dumbledore, his face passive. Professor Dumbledore, in my office! I'm honored. I must be where the action is tonight? What are you doing? I'm <laughs> uh, going through papers, seeing if I've missed anything I shouldn't have. I'm marshalling forces to fight in the limited way we can fight, knowing that the battle is being raged far away from us. What else can I do? Dumbledore says nothing. <laughs> Where have you been, Dumbledore? I'm here now! <laughs> yeah, here just as the battle is lost. Or are you denying that Voldemort is going to return? It is possible! Go! Leave! I don't want you here. I don't need you. You were absent every time it really counted. I fought him three times without you. I'll face him again, if need be, alone. Harry! Don't you think I wanted to fight him on your behalf? I would have spared you if I could! But love blinds us. Do you even know what that means? Do you even know how bad that advice was? My son is fighting battles for me just as I had to for you. And, 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 and I have proved to be as bad a father to him as you were to me, leaving him in places he felt unloved, growing in him resentments he'll take years to understand. And another thing, <laughs> Dumbledore. If you're referring to Privet Drive, then... Years! I spent years there alone without knowing where I was, who I was, what I was doing there, without knowing that anyone cared. I did not wish to become attached to you. Yeah, protecting yourself, even then. No, I was protecting you. I didn't want to hurt you. 
Dumbledore attempts to reach out of the portrait, but he can't. He begins to cry, but tries to hide it. But I had to meet you in the end. Eleven years old, and you were so brave. So good. You walked uncomplainingly along the path that had been laid at your feet. Of course I loved you. And I knew that it would happen all over again. That where I loved, I would cause irreparable damage. I am no fit person to love. I have never loved without causing harm. You would have hurt me less if you had told me this then. I was blind. That is what love does. I couldn't see that you needed to hear this closed up. Tricky, dangerous old man. Loved you. The two men are overcome with emotion. It isn't true that I never complained. Harry! (laughs) There is never a perfect answer in the messy, emotional world. Perfection is beyond the reach of humankind. Beyond the reach of magic. In every shining moment of happiness is that drop of poison. The knowledge that pain will come again. Be honest to those you love. Show your pain. To suffer is as human as to breathe. You said that to me once before. It is all I have to offer you tonight. He begins to walk away. Don't go. Those that we love never truly leave us. Harry, there are things that death cannot touch. Paint and memory and love. I loved you too, Dumbledore. I know. (laughs) Star Wars. He is gone and Harry is alone. Draco enters. Harry, I don't know what I walked into. (laughs) Anyway, did you know that in this other reality, the reality Scorpius saw into, I was head of magical law enforcement. Maybe this room will be mine soon enough. Are you okay? Harry's consumed in his grief. Come in. I'll give you the tour. (laughs) Draco walks hesitantly inside the room. He looks around distastefully. The thing is, I never really fancied being a ministry man, even as a child. As a child, I didn't want to work in government. Isn't that weird? (laughs) My dad is all he ever wanted, but me, no. What did you want to do? (laughs) Quidditch. But I wasn't good enough. Mainly, I wanted to be happy. Harry nods. Draco looks at him a second more. Sorry, I'm not very good at small talk. (laughs) Do you mind if we skip on to the serious business? Of course. What's what's serious business? Beat. Do you think Theodore (laughs) Knott had the only time turner? What? The time turner the ministry seized was a prototype (laughs) made of inexpensive metal. (laughs) It does the job, sure. But only being able to go back in time for five minutes, that's a serious flaw. It isn't something you'd sell to true collectors of dark magic. Harry realizes what Draco's saying. He was working for you? No, my father. He liked owning things no one else had. The Ministry's time-turners, thanks to Croker, were always a little vanilla for him. (laughs) He wanted the ability to go back further than an hour. He wanted the ability to travel back years. He'd never use it, 
Secretly, I think he preferred a world without Voldemort. But yes, the Time Turner was built for him. And did you keep it? Draco reveals the Time Turner. No five-minute problem, and it gleams like gold, just the way the Malfoys like it. (laughs) You're smiling. Hermione Granger! It was the reason she kept the first, the fear that there might be this one, the second one. Hanging on to this, you could have been sent to Azkaban. Consider the alternative, but consider if people had known that I had the ability to travel in time. Consider the rumor that would have been given increased credence. Harry looks at Draco, understanding him perfectly. Scorpius. We were capable of having children, (laughs) but Astoria was frail. A blood malediction, a serious one, an ancestor was cursed, it showed up in her. You know how these things can resurface after generations. I'm sorry, Draco. I didn't want to risk her health. I said it didn't matter whether the Malfoy line died with me, whatever my father said. But Astoria, she didn't want a baby for the Malfoy name, for pure blood or glory, but just for us. Our child, Scorpius. Scorpius. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you've met him? I know, I know him, yeah. Well, he was born. <laughs> it was the best day of both of our lives, although it weakened the story considerably. We hid ourselves away, the three of us. I wanted to conserve her strength, and so the rumors started. That. I can't imagine what that was like. A story, always you. That <laughs> she was not destined for old age. She wanted me to have somebody when she left because it is exceptionally lonely being Draco Malfoy. <laughs> I will always be suspected. There's no escaping the past. I never realized, though, that by hiding him away from this gossiping, judgmental world... I am sure that my son would emerge shrouded in worse suspicion than I ever endured. Well, love blinds. We have both tried to give our sons not what they needed, but what we needed. Not what they needed, but what we we needed. What you needed? Yeah, what I needed. What about what I needed? And you, too, with your son. We've been so busy trying to rewrite our own past, we've blighted their present. Which is why we need this. You need this. I have been holding on to it, barely resisting using it, even though I would sell my soul for another minute with Astoria. Oh, Draco, we can't. We can't use it. Draco looks up at Harry, and for the first time, at the bottom of this dreadful pit, they look at each other as friends. We have to find them. If it takes centuries, we must find our sons. We have no idea where they are or when they are. (laughs) No, we don't. No, we don't. But listen, searching in time, when you have no idea where in time to search, that's a fool's errand. Or when. Or even when, yeah. Look, love won't do it, and nor will a time turner, I'm afraid. It's up to our sons now. They're the only ones who can save us. Oh. Act 4, Scene 5, Goddard's Hollow, outside James and Lily Potter's house, 1981. We tell my granddad and grandma that they'll never get to see their son grow up? She's strong enough. I know she is. Look at her. She's fierce. She looked wonderful, Albus. And if I were you, I'd be desperate to talk to her. But she needs to be able to beg Voldemort for Harry's life. She needs to think he might die. And you're the worst spoiler in the world that didn't turn out to be true. Dumbledore! Dumbledore's alive! We get Dumbledore involved. We do what you did with Snape. 
Can we risk him knowing your dad survives? That he has kids? He's Dumbledore. He can kill with anything. <laughs> Albus, there have been about a hundred books written on what Dumbledore knew. How he knew it, or why he did what he did. But what's undoubtedly true, what he did, he needs to do. But I'm not going to risk messing with it. I was able to ask for help because I was in an alternate reality. We aren't. We're in the past. We can't fix time only to create more problems. If our adventures have taught us anything, they've taught us that. The dangers of talking to anyone, infecting time, are too great. So, what you're saying is we need to talk to the future. We need to send Daddy a message. But we don't have an owl that can fly through time. Yeah. And he doesn't have a time turner. We get a message to Daddy and he'll find a way to get back here. <laughs> Even if he has to build a time turner himself. <laughs> we send a memory, like a pensive. Stand over him and send a message. Hope he reaches for the memory at exactly the right moment. I mean... It's unlikely, but stand over the baby and just just repeatedly shout at the baby, help, help, help! You just want to stand at the baby and scream at it? I, yeah, it's all I got. I mean, it might traumatize the baby slightly, but yeah. it's, it's all I got. Only slightly. A bit, a bit of trauma now is nothing compared to what's happening. And maybe when he thinks later, he might remember the faces of us and uh, we shouted. Help, help. Scorpius looks at Albus. Yeah, you're right, it's a terrible idea. It's one of your worst ideas ever. Oh, got it. Uh, we, we deliver it ourselves. We wait 40 years, we deliver it. Not a chance. Once Delphi has set time the way she wants, she'll send armies to try and find us, to kill us. So we hide in a hole? I'm just reading off the page, people. <laughs> as pleasurable as it will be to hide in a hole with you for the next 40 years, they'll find us. And we'll die and time will be stuck in the wrong position. No. We need something we can control. Something we know he'll get exactly the right time. We need a... There's nothing. There's absolutely nothing. Still, if I had to choose a companion to be at the return of eternal darkness with, I'd choose you. No offense, <laughs> but I'd choose someone massive. <laughs> and really good at magic. That's me. Lily exits the house with baby Harry in a pram. She carefully puts a blanket on him. His Remember? blanket. She's wrapping him in his blanket. Oh, it's a cool thing. They always, he always said, it's the only thing he had from her. Look at the love with which she puts it on him. I think he'd like to know about that. I wish I could tell him. And I wish I could tell my dad, well, I'm not sure what. I think I'd like to tell him that I'm occasionally capable of more bravery than you might think I am. Albus has a thought. <gasps> Scorpius, my dad still has that blanket. That won't work. If we write a message on it now, even really small, he'll read it too soon. Time will be spoiled. What do you know about love potions? What's the ingredient they all contain? Among other things, pearl dust. Pearl dust is a relatively rare ingredient, isn't it? Uh, mainly because it's pretty expensive. What's this about, Albus? Dad and I had a fight on the day before I went to school. This I'm aware of. I believe it kind of got us into this whole mess. I threw the blanket across the room. It collided with the love potion that Uncle Ron gave me as a joke. He's a funny guy. The potion spilled and the blanket was covered in it. And I happen to know for a fact, Mom hasn't let Dad touch that room since I left two days ago. <laughs> so? So, it's coming up to Howl's Eve. In their time as well as ours. And he told me that he always finds the blanket... He needs to be with it on Hallow's Eve. It's a little weird. He's a grown man. <laughs> it was the last thing his mom gave him. 
So he will look for it, and when he finds it... Yeah, I'm, I'm still not getting you, Elvis. Oh, Jesus. What reacts with Pearl Dust? Well, it is said that uh, if tincture of demigods and Pearl Dust meet, they burn. And is the tincture of demigods uh, available to the naked eye? No. So, if we were to get the blanket and write on it in tincture of demigods, then... Nothing would react to it until it comes into contact with the love potion in your room, in the present... By Dumbledore, I love it. We just need to work out where to find some demiguys. You know, rumor has it, Matilda Bagshot never saw that point in witches and wizards uh, locking their doors. That was the rumor? Swings open. I just know these rumors, and rumors are right. Time to steal some wands and get potioning, my favorite part. Act 4, scene 6. Harry and Jenny Potter's house. Albus's room. Harry is sitting on Albus's bed. Jenny enters. She looks at him. Surprised to find you here. Don't worry, I haven't touched anything. Your shrine is preserved. Sorry, bad choice of words. Jenny says nothing. <laughs> Harry looks up at her. You know, I've had some pretty terrible Hallow's Eves, but this is undoubtedly at least the second worst. I-, I was wrong to blame you. I always curse you of jumping to things, and it was me who went Albus went missing, and I assumed it was your fault. I'm sorry I did that. You don't think this is my fault? Harry, he was kidnapped by a powerful dark witch. How can that be your fault? I chased him away. I chased him to her. <laughs> can we not treat this as if the battle is already lost? Jenny nods. Harry starts to cry. I'm sorry, Jen. Oh, stop crying. No, I am so sorry. <laughs> Are you not listening to me? I'm sorry, too. Yeah. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I shouldn't have survived. <laughs> It was my destiny to die. Even Dumbledore thought so, and yet I lived. I beat Voldemort. All these people, all these people. My parents, Fred, the Fallen Fifty, and it's me that gets to live? How is that? All this damage. It's Harry's fault. (laughs) They were killed by Voldemort. Yeah, but what if I'd stopped him sooner? All that blood on my hands, and, and now our son has been taken too. He's not dead. Do you hear me, Harry? He's not dead. She takes Harry in her arms. There's a big pause full of pure unhappiness. (laughs) The boy who lived. How many people have to die for the boy who lived? Harry sways for a moment, unsure, and then he notices the blanket. He walks towards it. This blanket. (laughs) It's all I have, you know, of that Hallow's Eve. This is all I have to remember them. And whilst... This <laughs> <laughs> just really worked for you. I'm sorry. He picks up the blanket. He discovers it has holes in it. He looks at it, dismayed. Oh, it's got holes in it. <laughs> Ron's idiotic love potion is burnt through it. Right through it. Look at it. It's ruined. Ruined. He opens a blanket. He sees writing burnt through it. He's surprised. What? Harry, it has something written On another part of the stage, Albus and Scorpius appear Daddy We're starting with Daddy? So he'll know it's from me Harry is his name, we should start with Harry (coughs) We're starting with Daddy Daddy, does it say? Daddy? It's not that distant Distinct, it's not that distinct Daddy, how? Uh, hello? Does that say hello? And then, good. Daddy, hello, (laughs) good, hello? 
No, this is a strange joke. Daddy, help. Godric's hollow. Give me that. My eyesight is better than yours. Also, you cry too much. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, daddy, hello, good. That's not hello again? That's, oh, uh, hollow, or ho- hollow. And then some numbers. These are clear. 311081. This is one of those muggled telephone numbers? Or a, a grid reference, or uh... Harry looks up, several thoughts smashing through his brain at once. No, it's a date! 31st October 1981, the date my parents were killed. Ginny looks at Harry, and then back at the blanket. <gasps> that doesn't say hello. It says help. Daddy, help. Godric's Hollow, 311081. It's a message. Clever boy left me a message. <laughs> Harry kisses Ginny hard. Help is ropeless? And he's told me where they are, and when they are, and now we know where he is, and we know where we can fight her. He kisses her hard again. Stop it. (laughs) We haven't got them back again yet. I'll send an owl to Hermione. You send one to Draco. Tell them we'll meet at Godric's with the time turner. And it is us, okay? Don't even think about going back without me, Harry. Of course you're coming. We have a chance, Ginny. And by Dumbledore, that's all we need. A chance. (laughs) Act 4, scene 7. Godric's Hollow. Ron, Hermione, Draco, Harry, and Ginny walk through a present-day Godric's Hollow, a busy market town. It's expanded over the years. Godric's Hollow. It must be 20 years. Is it just me, or are there more muggles about? It's become quite popular on a weekend break. I can see why. Look at the thatched roof. And is that a farmer's market? Hermione approaches (laughs) Harry, who is looking around himself, overwhelmed by all that he's seeing. You remember when we were last here? This feels just like old times. Old times, with a few unwelcome ponytails added to the mix. Trigger knows a barb when he hears one. I just say... Malfoy, you may be all chummy-chummy with Harry, and you may have produced a relatively nice child, but you've said some very unfair things about my wife. And your wife doesn't need you fighting her battles for her. Hermione looks witheringly at Ron. Ron takes the hit. Fine... But if you say one more thing about her, you'll do what? You'll do what, Weasley? He'll hug you, because we're all on the same team, aren't we, Ron? Fine. I think you've got really nice hair, Draco. Thank Mm. you, husband. Now, this seems a good spot. Let's do this. Draco takes out the time-turner. It begins spinning wildly as the others take their places around it. There's a giant whoosh of light and a smash of noise, and time stops, and then turns over, thinks a bit, and begins spooling backwards, slow at first, and then it speeds up. They look around themselves. So, as it worked. Act 4, Scene 8, Godric's Hollow, A Shed, 1981. Albus looks up, amazed to see Ginny, and then Harry, and then he takes in the rest of the happy band, Ron, Draco, and Hermione. Mummy! Albus Severus Potter, are we pleased to see you? Albus runs and throws himself into Ginny's arms. Ginny receives him, delighted. <laughs> you got our note! We got your note! Scorpius trots up to his dad. We can hug too, if you'd like. Scorpius looks at his dad, unsure for a moment, and then they sort of half hug in an awkward way. Draco smiles. No. <laughs> Where's this Delphi? You know about Delphi? She's here. She's trying to kill you, we think. 
before Voldemort curses himself, she's going to kill you and so break the prophecy and, oh my Yes, go- we thought that might be it too. Do you know where specifically she is now? She's disappeared. How did you, how did you, with uh, the time to That's a long and complicated story, Scorpius. <laughs> and we do not have time for it. Draco smiles at Harry gratefully. Harry's right. Time is of the essence. We need to get people into position. Now, Godric Hollow is not a large place, but she could be coming from any direction. So we need somewhere that gives us good views of the town, that allows for multiple and clear observation points, and that will, most importantly, keep us hidden, because we cannot risk being seen. They all frown, thinking. I'd say St. Jerome's Church ticks all those boxes, wouldn't you? Hmm? Act 4, Scene 9, Godric's Hollow, St. Jerome's Church, Sanctuary, 1981. Albus is sleeping in a pew. Ginny watches him carefully. Harry is looking out the opposite window. No, nothing. Why isn't she here? We're together. Your mom and dad are alive. We can turn time, Harry. We can't speed it up. She'll come when she's ready, and we'll be ready for her. She looks at Albus's sleeping form, where some of us will be. <laughs> Poor kid thought he had to save the world. Poor kid has saved the world. That blanket was masterful. I mean, he also almost destroyed the world, but probably best not focus on that bit. You think he's okay? He's getting there. It might just take him a bit of time. And you a bit of time, too. Harry smiles. She looks back at Albus. Harry does too. You know, after I'd opened the Chamber of Secrets, after Voldemort had bewitched me in that terrible diary, I almost destroyed everything. I remember. (laughs) (laughs) We all remember. (laughs) After I came out of the hospital, everyone ignored me, shut me out. Other than, that is, the boy who had everything. Who came across the Gryffindor common room and challenged me to a game of exploding snap. People think they know all there is to know about you. But the best bits of you are, have always been, heroic in really quiet ways. My point is, after this is over, just remember, if you could, that sometimes people, but particularly children... Just want someone to play Exploding Snap with. You think that's what we're missing? Exploding Snap? <laughs> oh, this is an Jesus, Harry, no. <laughs> but the love I felt from you that day, I'm not sure Albus feels that. I'd do anything for him. Harry, you'd do anything for anybody. You were pretty happy to sacrifice yourself for the world. He needs to feel a specific love. It'll make him stronger, and you stronger too. You know... It wasn't until we thought Albus had gone that I truly understood what my mother was able to do for me. A counter-charm so powerful that it was able to repel the spell of death. And the only spell Voldemort couldn't understand. Love. I do love him specifically, Ginny. (laughs) I know that, dear. But he needs to feel it. (laughs) I'm lucky to have you, aren't I? Extremely. What would you do without me? I'd be delighted to discuss just how lucky another time. But for now, let's focus on stopping Delphi. Yeah, we're running out of time. A thought occurs to Ginny. Unless... Harry, has anyone thought, why has she picked now, today? Because this is the day that everything changed. (laughs) Right. Now you're over a year old, am I right? (laughs) A year and three months. (laughs) That's a year and three months she could have killed you in. Even now. She's been in Godric's Hollow for 24 hours. What is she waiting for? I'm still not entirely following. What if she's not waiting for you? She's waiting for him to stop them. 
What? Delphi's picked tonight because he's here. Because her father is coming. She wants to meet him, be with him, the father she loves. Voldemort's problem started when he attacked you. If he hadn't done that... He'd only have gotten more powerful. The darkness would have only got darker. The best way to break the prophecy is not to kill Harry Potter. It's to stop Voldemort doing anything at all. Act 4, Scene 10, Godric's Hollow, St. Jerome's Church, 1981. The group are gathered and full of confusion. So, let me get this right. We're fighting to protect Voldemort? Yes. Voldemort killing my grandparent. Voldemort trying to kill my dad. Of course, Ginny. Delphi's not trying to kill Harry. She's stopping Voldemort trying to kill Harry. Brilliant! So we just wait until Voldemort turns up? Yes. Does she know when he turns up? Hasn't she come here 24 hours early because she isn't sure when he'll arrive and in what direction? The history book, correct, correct me if I'm wrong, Scorpius, I know I'm not, shows nothing about when and how he arrived in Godric's Hollow. You're, You're not, not wrong. wrong. Blimey, there's two of them. So how can we use this to our advantage? Do you know what I'm really good at? There's plenty you're good at, Alvis. <laughs> Daddy! <laughs> Jesus! Polyjuicing! And I think Basilda Bagshot may have all the ingredients for polyjuice in her basement. We can polyjuice into Baltimore and bring her to us. To use polyjuice, <laughs> you need a bit of someone. We don't have a bit of Voldemort. But I like the concept of pretend mouse for her cat. How close can we get through transfiguration? We know what he looks like. We've got some excellent wizards and witches here. You want to transfigure into Voldemort? It's the only way, mommy! <laughs> it is, isn't it? Ron steps forward bravely. Then I would like to. I think I should be him. I mean, it won't be exactly nice being Voldemort. But without wishing to blow my own trumpet, I am probably the most chilled out of all of us, and so maybe transfiguring into him, into the Dark Lord, will do less damage to me than any of you more intense people. Harry steps away, introspective. Who are you calling intense? I'd also like to volunteer. I think being Voldemort requires precision, no offense, Ron. And a knowledge of dark magic, and... And I'd uh, like to volunteer, too. As Minister for Magic, I think it's my responsibility and my right. Well, maybe we should draw straws. You're not volunteering, Scorpius. <laughs> Actually... No. No way. I think you're all mad. I know what that voice is like inside your head. I won't have it in mine again. And anyway, it has to be me. Everyone turns to Harry. What? <laughs> For this plan to work, she has to believe it's him. Without hesitation, she'll use parcel tongue. I knew there was a reason why I still have that ability. But more than that, I know what it is to feel like him. I know what it is to be him. Therefore, it has to be me. Rubbish. Beautifully put, but beautiful rubbish. No way are you going to... I'm afraid you're right, my old friend. Hermione, you're wrong. Voldemort is not something to be. Harry should not... And I hate to agree with my brother, but... He could get stuck as Voldemort. Forever. So could any of us. Your concerns are valid, but... Hang on. Hermione? Jin? Ginny and Harry make eye contact. I won't do it if you don't want me to. But it feels like the only way to me... Am I wrong? 
Jenny thinks a moment and then softly nods. Harry's face hardens. You're right. Then let's do this. <laughs> Don't we need to discuss the route you're taking, the preparations? You know, yeah, but she's watching for him. She'll come to me. And then what? When she's with you, may I remind you this is a very powerful witch. Easy. He gets her in here. We zap her together. <laughs> zap her. Hermione looks around the room. We'll hide behind these doors. If you can get her to this point, Harry. She indicates a point where the light from the rose window hits the floor. Then we come out and make sure she has no chance to escape. And then we'll zap her. <laughs> Harry, last chance. Are you sure you can do this? Yes, I can do this. No, there's too many what-ifs. Too many things that can go wrong. The transfiguration could not hold. She could see through it. If she escapes us now, there's no telling the damage she can do. We need time to properly plan to Draco. <laughs> Trust my daddy. He won't let us down. Harry looks at Albus, moved. Wands. Everyone withdraws their wands. Harry clasps his. There's a light that builds, that overwhelms. The transfiguration is slow and monstrous. In the form of Voldemort emerges from Harry, and it's horrendous. He turns. He looks around at his friends and family. They look back aghast. <gasps> Bloody hell. It's worked then. <laughs> yes, it worked. Act 4, scene 11. Goddard's Hollow, St. Jerome's Church, 1981. Ron, Hermione, Drago, Scorpius, and Albus stand at the window, looking out. Ginny can't look. She sits further back. Albus notices his mom sitting apart. He walks over to her. It's gonna be okay. You know that, Mommy. I know it is, darling. Or I, I hope I do. I just don't want to see him like that. The man I loved, shrouded in the man oh. I hate. Albus sits <laughs> down beside his mom. <laughs> I liked her, Mommy. You know what? I really liked her, Delphi, and she was Voldemort's daughter. That's what they're good at, Albus, baby. They're catching innocence in their web. No, this is all my fault. Jenny takes Albus in her arms. Oh, how funny. Your dad seems to think it's all his. Strange pair that you two are. Oh, that's her. That's her. She's seen him. Uh, positions, everybody. And remember, don't come out until he's got her in the light. We've one shot at this. We don't want to mess it up. Hermione Granger. I'm being bossed around by Hermione Granger. <laughs> and I'm mildly enjoying it. Dad. Mm -hmm. They scatter. They hide behind two major doors. Harry as Voldemort re-enters the church. He walks a few paces, and then he turns. Whichever witch <laughs> or wizard is following me, I assure you, you will regret it. Delphi emerges behind him. She is compelled to him. This is her father, and this is the moment she's been waiting for her entire life. Lord Voldemort, it is me. I am following you. I do not know you. <laughs> Leave me. She breathes deeply. I am your daughter. If you were my daughter, I'd know of you. Delphi looks at him imploringly. I am from the future, the child of Bellatrix the Strange and you. I was born in Malfoy Manor before the Battle of Hogwarts, a battle you are going to lose. I have come to save you. Harry as Voldemort turns, she meets his eyes. It was Rodolphus the Strange, 
Bellatrix's loyal husband, who on return from Azkaban told me who I was and revealed the prophecy he thought I was destined to fulfill. I am your daughter, sir. I am familiar with Bellatrix, and there are certain similarities in your face, though you haven't inherited the best of her, but without proof... Delphi speaks intently in parcel tongue. Harry as Voldemort laughs viciously. <laughs> That's your proof. Delphi effortlessly rises into the air. Harry as Voldemort steps back, amazed. I am the augury to your dark lord, and I am ready to give all that I have to serve you. You learnt flight from me? I have tried to follow the path you set. I have never met a witch or wizard who's attempted to be my equal before. Do not mistake, I would not claim to be worthy of you, Lord. But I have devoted my life to being a child you could be proud of. I see what you are, and I see what you could be. (laughs) Daughter. She looks at him, desperately moved. Father? Together. The power we could yield. And wield, Father. Yeah, wield, that's what I said, wield. (laughs) Come here, in the light, so that I may examine what my blood made. Your mission is a mistake. Attacking Harry Potter is a mistake. He will destroy you. Harry as Voldemort's hand turns into Harry's hand. He looks at it, astonished and dismayed, then quickly pulls it into his sleeve. He is a baby! He has his mother's love. Your spell will rebound, destroying you and making him too powerful, and you too weak. You will recover to spend the next 17 years consumed in a battle with him. A battle you will lose. Harry as Voldemort's hair begins to sprout. He feels it, attempts to cover it. He pulls his hood over his head. Then I won't attack him. You are right. (laughs) Father? Harry as Voldemort shrinks down. And he is now more hairy than Voldemort. He turns back to Delphi. Daddy? (laughs) Your plan is a good one. Uh, uh, The the fight is off. It's cancelled. You have served me well. Now come into the light so that I may examine you. Delphi sees a door slightly sway open and then be pulled shut. She frowns at it, thinking rapidly, her suspicion growing. Father? She tries to get a glimpse of his face again. There's an almost dance happening here. You are not Lord Voldemort. Delphi unleashes a bolt from her hand. Harry matches her. Incendio! Incendio! The bolts meet in a beautiful explosion in the middle of the room. And with her other hand, Delphi sends bolts to both doors as they try to open them. Potter. Colaportus! Harry looks down at the doors dismayed. What? Thought your friends were going to join you, did you? From off. Harry... Harry, she sealed the doors from your side. Fine. I'll deal with you alone. He moves to attack her again, but she is far stronger. Harry's wand ascends upwards towards her. He is disarmed. He is helpless. How did you... What are you? I've watched you for a long time, Harry Potter. I know you better than my father did. 
You think you've learnt my weaknesses? I've studied to be worthy of him. Yes, even though he is the supreme wizard of all time, he will be proud of me. Expulso! Harry rolls away as the floor explodes behind him. He crawls frantically under a church pew, trying to work out how he can fight her. Are you crawling away from me? Harry Potter, hero of the wizarding world, crawling away like a rat. Wingardium Leviosa! The church pew ascends into the air. The question is whether it's worth my time to kill you. <laughs> Knowing that, as soon as I stop my father, your destruction will be assured. How to decide? Hmm. Oh, I'm bored. I'll kill you. <laughs> she sends the pew down hard on him. It smashes as he rolls desperately away. Albus emerges from a grate on the floor, neither noticed. Avada! Daddy! Albus, no! Two of you, choices, choices. I think I'll kill the boy first. Avada Kedavra! She fires the killing curse at Albus, but Harry throws him out of the way. The bolt smashes into the ground. He fires a bolt back. <laughs> you think you're stronger than me? No, I'm not. They fire bolts mercilessly at each other as Albus rolls quickly away and slams a spell into the one door and then another. But we are! Albus opens both doors with his wand. Aloha Mara! Aloha Mara! I'll never fight alone, you see? And I never will! <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, I have never fought alone! In, and I don't plan to! Daddy, did she confront you? <laughs> And Hermione, Ron, Ginny, and Draco emerge from the doors and fire up their spells at Delphi, who screams out in exasperation. This is Titanic, but she can't fight them all. <laughs> He doesn't take his eyes off her. All the others stay back. Albus, are you okay? Yes, Daddy. I'm okay. Harry still doesn't take his eyes off Delphi. He is scared of her. Ginny, has he been injured? I need to know he's safe. He insisted. He was the only one small enough to crawl through the grate. I tried to stop him. Just tell me he's okay. I'm fine, Daddy. I promise. Harry keeps advancing towards Delphi. A lot of people have tried to hurt me. But my son? You dare hurt my son? I only wanted to know my father. These words take Harry by surprise. You can't remake your life. You'll always be an orphan. That never leaves you. Just let me see him? I can't. And I won't. Then kill me. Harry thinks a moment. I can't do that either. What? Daddy! She's dangerous! No, Albus. But she's a murderer. I've seen her murder. <laughs> Harry turns and looks at his son and then at Jenny. Yes, Albus, she's a murderer. <laughs> and we're not. Oh. We have to be better than them. Yeah, it's annoying, but it's what we learn. Take my mind. Take my memory. Make me forget who I am. No, we'll take you back to our time. And you'll go to Azkaban, same as your mother. Where you will rot. Harry hears a noise, a hissing noise, a noise like death, a noise like nothing else we've heard before. What's that? No, no, not yet. What? Voldemort. Father? 
Now, here, father, <laughs> daddy, Silencio, Delphi is gagged, Wingardium Leviosa. She is sent upwards in a way. He's coming. He's coming right now. Voldemort comes through the back of the stage and across it. He walks down to the auditorium. He brings death with him, and everyone knows it. Act 4, Scene 12, Godric's Hollow, 1981. Harry looks after Voldemort helplessly. <laughs> Voldemort is going to kill my mommy and my daddy. <laughs> and there's nothing I can do to stop him. Well, that's not true. Dad, now is not the time. There is something you could do to stop him, but you won't. That's heroic. Ginny takes Harry's hand. You don't have to watch, Harry. We can go home. I'm letting it happen. Of course I have to watch. Then we'll all witness it. We'll all watch. We hear unfamiliar voices. Lily! Take Harry and go! It's him! Go! Run! I'll hold him off! There's a blast and then a laugh. <laughs> you keep away, you understand! You keep away! Avada Kedavra! Harry flinches as green light flashes around the auditorium. Albus takes his hand. Harry grasps hold of it. He needs it. He did everything he could. Ginny rises up beside him and takes Harry's other hand. He leans into them. They're holding him up now. That's my mom. At the window. I can see my mother. She looks beautiful. There's a sound of banging as the doors are blasted off. Not Harry. Not Harry. Please, not Harry. Stand aside, you silly girl. Stand aside now. Not Harry, please, no. Take me, kill me instead. This, this is my last warning. No, Harry, please. Have mercy, have mercy. Not my son, please, I'll do anything. And then it's like lightning passes through Harry's body. He's sent to the floor, a pure mess of grief, and a noise like a shrunken scream descends and ascends around us. And we just watch... And slowly what was there is no longer there, and the stage transforms and rotates, and Harry and his family and friends are rotated off and away. Act 4, Scene 13, Godric's Hollow, inside Lillian James Potter's house, 1981. And we're in the ruins of a house, a house that has undergone a vicious attack. Hagrid walks through the ruins. <laughs> James? <laughs> he looks around himself. Lily! He walks slowly, unwilling to see too much too soon. He is entirely overwhelmed. And then he sees them, and he stops, and he says nothing. Oh, oh, that's not, that's not, I weren't, they, were just, they told me, but I were hoping for better. <laughs> he looks at them and bows his head. He mutters a few words, and then he takes some crumpled flowers from deep in his pockets and lays them on the floor. <clears throat> I'm sorry. They told me. He told me. Dumbledore told me. I can't wait with you. The muggles are coming to see with their flashing blues, and they won't appreciate a big lomax like me, would they? He lets out a sob. Our Lord is to leave you. I want you to know you won't be forgotten. Not by me, not by any folk. And then he hears a sound, the sound of a baby snuffling. Hagrid turns towards it, walking with more intensity now. He looks down and stands over the crib, which seems to radiate light. Well, hello. You must be Harry. <laughs> hello, Harry Potter. 
I'm Rubius Hagrid. <laughs> and I'm going to be your friend whether you like it or not. Because you've had it tough. Not that you know it yet. And you're going to need friends. You best come with me, don't you think? As flashing blue lights fill the room, giving it an almost ethereal glow, he lifts baby Harry gently into his arms, and then, without looking back, he strides away through the house, and we descend into soft black. Act 4, scene 14, Hogwarts, classroom. Scorpius and Albus run into a room full of excitement. They slam the door after themselves. <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. I, can't I, believe it. I can't believe you did that either. Rose Granger Weasley. I asked out Rose Granger Weasley and she said no. But I asked her. I planted the acorn. The acorn that will grow into our eventual marriage. Yeah. You are aware that you're an utter fantasist, right? And I agree with you. Only if Holly Chapman did ask me to the school ball. In an alternate reality where you were significantly, like, really significantly <laughs> more popular. A different girl asked you out, and that means... And well, yes, well, logic would dictate I, I should be pursuing Polly, or allowing her to pursue me. She's a notorious beauty, after all. But a rose is a rose. You know, logic would dictate that you're a freak. <laughs> rose hates you. Correction, she used to hate me. But did you see the look in her eyes when I asked? That wasn't hate. That was pity. And pity's good? Pity is a start, my friend. A foundation on which to build a palace, a palace of love. I honestly thought I'd be the first of us to get a girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> you will, undoubtedly. Probably that new smoky-eyed potions professor. She's old enough for you, right? <laughs> I don't have a thing about older women. <laughs> and you've got time, a lot of time, to seduce her. Because Rose is going to take years to persuade. I admire your confidence. Rose comes past them on the stairs. She looks at them both. Hi. Neither boy knows how quite to reply. She looks at Scorpius. This is only going to be weird if you let it be weird. Uh, received and uh, entirely understood. Okay, Scorpion King. She walks off with a smile on her face. Scorpius and Albus look at each other. Albus grins and punches Scorpius on the arm. Ow. Ow. Maybe you're right. Pity is a start. Are you heading to Quidditch? Slytherin's playing Hufflepuff, the big one. I thought we hated Quidditch. <laughs> People can change. Besides, I've been practicing. I think I might make the team eventually. Come on. I can't. My daddy's arranged to come up. He's taking time away from the ministry? He wants to go on a walk. Something to share with me or something. A walk? I think, I think it's a bonding thing or something similarly vomit-inducing. Still, you know, I think I have to go. Mm. Scarpus reaches in and hugs Albus. What's this? I thought we decided we don't hug. I wasn't sure whether we should in this new version of us I have in my head. Oh. Well, I mean, you you better ask Rose if it's the right thing to do. Ha! <laughs> yeah, right. Rose. The two boys dislocate and grin at each other. They've been hugging this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see you at dinner. Okay. Act 4, scene 15. A beautiful hill. Harry and Albus walk up on a hill on a beautiful summer's day. They say nothing, enjoying the sun on their faces as they climb. So, are you ready? For what? Well, there's the fourth year exams, and then the fifth year, big year. <laughs> you know, in my fifth year, I did... He looks at Albus. He smiles. He talks quickly. I did a lot of stuff. Some of it good, some of it bad. A lot of it uh, was uh, quite confusing. <laughs> good to know. Harry smiles. 
I got to watch them, you know, for a bit. Your mom and dad, they were, well, you had fun together. Your daddy used to do this smoke ring thing with you where, well, you couldn't stop giggling. Yes? <laughs> I think you'd have liked them. I think me, Lily, and James, we would have liked them too. Harry nods. There's a slightly uncomfortable silence. Both are trying to reach each other here, and both are failing. You know, I, I thought I'd lost him. Voldemort. I thought I'd lost him, and then my scars started hurting again, and I had dreams of him, and I could even speak Parseltongue again, and I started to feel like I hadn't changed at all, and, and that he'd never let me go. And Hattie? The part of me that was Voldemort died a long time ago, but it wasn't enough to be physically rid of him. I, I had to be mentally rid of him, and that is a lot to learn for a 40-year-old man. He looks at Albus. That thing I said to you... It was unforgivable, and I can't ask you to forget it, but I can hope that we can move past it. I'm, I'm going to try to be a better dad for you, Albus. I'm going to try to be a better daddy. I'm going to try and, and be honest with you. And, and Daddy, you don't need to. You told me that you don't think I'm scared of anything, and that, I mean, I'm, I'm scared of everything. I mean, I'm afraid of the dark. Did you know that? Harry Potter is afraid of the dark? Yeah, I don't, and I don't like small spaces. And I never told anyone this, but I don't much like pigeons. You don't like pigeons? No, they're nasty, pecky, dirty things. They give me the creep. But pigeons are harmless. I know, but the thing that scares me most, Elvis, is being daddy to you. But I'm operating without without wires here, you know. Most people have a dad to base themselves on and, and either try to be like or, or try not to be like. And I, I've got nothing or very little, so I'm learning, okay? And I, I'm just gonna try to I'm just gonna try with everything I got to be a good daddy for you. And I'll try to be a better son. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm I'm not James daddy. I'll never be like you too. James is nothing like me. Isn't he? No, everything comes easy for James. Everything comes so easy for James. My childhood was a constant struggle. So was mine. So you're saying, am I like you? Harry smiles at Albus. Actually, you're more like your mom. Bold, fierce, funny. Which I like. Which I think makes you a pretty great son. I mean, I did almost destroy the world. <laughs> no, Delphi wasn't going anywhere, Albus. You brought her out into the light and you found a way for us to fight her. You may not see it now, but you saved us. But shouldn't I have done better? You don't think I ask myself the same questions? Stomach sinking further. He knows this is not what his dad would do. And then, when we caught her... I wanted to kill her. Well, you'd watched her murder Craig. You were angry, Albus. <laughs> and that's okay. But you wouldn't have done it. How do you know that, Daddy? Maybe that's my Slytherin side. Maybe that's what the Sorting Hat saw in me. I don't understand your head, Albus. Actually, you know what? You're a teenager. I shouldn't be able to understand your head. But I do understand your heart. I didn't for a long time. But now, thanks to this escapade. I know what you've got in there. Slytherin, Gryffindor, whatever label you've been given. I don't like labels. <laughs> well, I'm talking about your heart, and your heart is a good one. Yeah, whether you like it or not, you're on your way to being some wizard. Oh, I'm not gonna be a wizard. I'm going into pigeon racing. I'm quite excited about it. Harry grins. 
Look, those names you have, those labels, they shouldn't be a burden. Albus Dumbledore had his trials too, you know. And Severus Snape? Well, you all know about him. They were good men. They were great men. <laughs> with huge flaws. Oh. <laughs> Massive, raging flaws. And you know what? Those flaws almost made them greater. Albus looks around oh. himself. Daddy, why are we here? This is where I often come. <laughs> but Daddy, this is a graveyard. Yeah, this is Cedric's grave. Daddy! <laughs> the boy who was killed, Craig Bowker. How well did you know him? Not well enough. Yeah, I didn't know Cedric well enough either. He could have played Quidditch for England or have been a brilliant aurer. He could have been anything. And Amos is right. He was stolen. So I come here just to say sorry when I can. That's, that's a good thing to do. <laughs> Albus joins his dad in front of Cedric's grave. Harry smiles at his son and looks up at the sky. <laughs> I think it's going to be a nice day. <laughs> he touches his son's shoulder and the two of them just slightly melt together. <laughs> So do I, Jaddy. So do I. The end. The end. The end. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for Thank coming you. out. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And thanks, special thanks to Devin, Paige, Bobby, Rob, and Jamie. Woo! And also a super big thank you to yes. Meg back there yeah. for letting us do the vlog. And that's it. Hopefully there's no more plays that we have to live read. <laughs>